All right, it's Dave Plyer and for Bob Surratt, Dave Schwan with me every Friday night around 9.30. Dave and I talk a little history, something we've been doing for eight years, seven years, something like that. Maybe more like 10. Yeah, it might be. It might be. Uh, First Labor Day holiday was celebrated on Tuesday, September 5th, 1882 in New York City, right, Dave? Yes, that's right. That was a forerunner to what we have today. And, of course, there's a great connection uh, to Labor Day right here in Chicago, as we always talk about on Labor Day, Dave. Uh, the Pullman Rail Workers Strike in 1894, which uh, was not only uh, nationwide, it led to a nationwide walkout of uh, workers, certainly wanting better wages, better working and living conditions. Um, but at the same time, in July of 1894, things came to ahead. The National Guard was called in and 30 people died on the south side uh, around the Pullman Works there, which is now a marvelous national monument run by the National Park Service and the historic Pullman Foundation. It is well worth a visit down there. You can learn a lot. But in order to settle the strike and get the mail moving again in the United States, President Grover Cleveland stepped in and um, they worked out a deal uh, to help the workers and also uh, passed legislation in Congress creating Labor Day. Who can uh, right now get the post office moving again? Um, so, you know, I mean, it literally takes three weeks, two weeks, three weeks to get something somewhere. Does Grover have anybody he knows well, that maybe he could uh, step in? Grover hasn't been with us for a little while. But uh, by the way, yeah. did you know that Grover Cleveland was the only president to have served two terms, but not consecutively? Yeah, I did know yeah. that. And of course, you know that because you are the man when it comes to history. Um, Labor Day was the third most popular holiday weekend for barbecuing. I know that's a little fact as we go through here uh it's the official end of hot dog season dave i know it's very disappointing according to the national no 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 there's never an end of hot dog season <laughs> according to the national hot dog and sausage council council which i know you remember uh, it begins on <laughs> memorial day and ends on labor day <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, uh, let's see. 68% of Americans say Labor Day is their favorite holiday. Is that because it's maybe the the last big one before, you know, really before Thanksgiving? Everything goes out with a bang. Yeah, everything does. No question. Back to school, back to work, mm-hmm. etc. Yep, yep, yep. And one of the traditions uh, of Labor Day was always, uh, besides back to school, and I know so many schools, even CPS started, a, you know, a couple weeks ago already. So that's no longer... Uh, the case it's they call it the unofficial end of summer and you know it it extends through late september and i'm going to refuse to give that up but 
it was this day on you know and the the Sunday and Monday a Memorial Day weekend you would turn on especially here in Chicago you would turn on WGN TV and watch Jerry Lewis and the MDA telethon that was the thing for many years yeah oh for oh, many, yeah. countless decades um you know so Jerry Lewis whose career as a producer director writer movie star has spanned over 7 decades and is host of the telethon he raised over 1.5 billion through the course That's of that program. That's with a B. Yeah. yeah. And, and um, on December 28, 1951, uh, you know, over 70 years ago, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis concluded their popular NBC TV show with a special appeal to support muscular dystrophy research, and they did that every single week. Um, but the first broadcast uh, for Labor Day, the telethon, was in 1966, and it was on a single New York station. It was not syndicated by any means and he raised a million dollars you know for 1966 out of one city that wasn't too bad um but then he uh, continued each year until the telethon grew into a huge event seen on more than 200 stations from bing crosby to jack benny to adam sandler to the friends cast you know it, it was a it was a big deal uh, especially in the in the early days and then ed mcmahon became a stalwart in his first year he was guest host for 10 minutes and the following year he did it for eight hours so you know, this was an entertainment extravaganza, and I and I was talking to George Pappas, who's the uh, unofficial or official um, historian of WGN Television. He said Jerry Lewis, when WGN TV became a superstation, came out to Chicago to the WGN studios to ask WGN to carry it permanently because I guess it bounced around at Channel Forty Four and a couple other stations, but for WGN to carry it exclusively because he would get national coverage as well as, you know, being on the, one of the top stations in Chicago. And there was one um, year, uh, Dean Martin, holding a cigarette, you know, came on stage. And, you know, it was in 1976. Frank Sinatra just finished a song. He told Lewis, I've got a friend for you to meet. And these two people, who were the biggest box office draws forever, had not seen each other in 20 years. And he was brought on stage. Let's take a listen. I don't know. How you been? <laughs> you know, it seems like uh, we, we haven't seen each other uh, for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, there was all those rumors about our breaking up, and then when I started the show and you weren't here, I believed it. I'll show you guys to your room if you like. The lights are out upstairs, so follow me. <laughs> Oh, he drinks a lot, this kid. Uh, so, you working? I work six weeks a year at uh, the Megum. The Megum? <laughs> and six days I do a roast. And. Would you excuse us a minute? <laughs> I just want to see the wires are all right. <laughs> Gee, it's nice to see you. No, I'm over here. Right. No, I was. I had to. I had to come in because I. I had to. You know. I had to go, and this was the closest place. <laughs> you always have to go. I always drink. You know? <laughs> I, 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 uh, yeah. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. It was your life. <laughs> 
up somewhere. You better get out of here. I, I got off last night. No, 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 no. We're going to... We're going to... We have a, we have gonna, a We're going to... We got a melody to do. A mel melody? Yes. All right, together? Yeah, goodbye, Jerry. Oh, okay. So long. It's been nice to see well, you, Well, there we go again. Goodbye, folks. That was that was pretty historic, Dave. That day that he showed up because I don't think there was nothing rehearsed. There was nothing. I think they were both just absolutely shocked to see each other again. Yeah, and I wonder who was the person that got that together. Well, it was that Frank. finally coordinated. It was, was it Frank? Frank? It was Frank Sinatra. Okay. Yeah, it was Frank Sinatra who was you know because they were all performing in Vegas at that time, and obviously that's where the telethon was. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the legacy of this, and we've got a couple other clips to play. about history Don't know much biology Don't know much about a science book all right, Dave Plyer, 720 WGN, and for Bob Surratt this morning, Dave Schwan joining me on our history segment here, talking a little bit about the uh, legacy of the uh, Jerry Lewis uh, telethon, the MDA telethon. Uh, it was uh, 70s and 80s. It, it, the show originated at the Sahara until 1982 when it moved to a bigger space at uh, Caesar's Palace. The show continued there uh, until about, uh, oh gosh, it was 21 hours, 21 and a half hours live on the air, Dave. I know. And it was, you know, it was one thing after another. It just gained momentum over the years. It, it did. It really did. And then uh, the fact that we had local affiliates uh, you know, joining in, like our own WGN, Dean Richards was involved with it for oh, a while Oh, very much here. so. Oh, yeah. And uh, that that was the case uh, nationwide in other, in other markets. No question. Where, the way it worked now it was you know lewis continued to host it at least 16 hours of the telethon until i think 1999 where he you know had had some health issues he had some serious health issues he was actually um the one year and i'm going to play a clip from this he had to sit at a desk they set it up almost like the tonight show with carson and uh he, he he was you know retaining water he was you know so much bigger than he normally was because of the medication he was on it was kind of hard to watch and he did the first five hours and the last five and a, and a few pre-recorded segments because it was just too much for him. But um, one of my favorites uh, was Don Rickles, who was on um, and uh, joined him on stage and pretty much just made fun of him for, for how he was feeling <laughs> and what was going on. So what else is new? But it was done out of, of, out of love and respect and all that good stuff. But it was very, very funny. Let's take a listen. You know, the kids need help, but stop. Don't beg. Don't beg. You were a big star once. You gotta remember who the hell you are. You don't have to sit there and beg for the kids in the wheelchairs. Let them live and be well. God will be good to them. But you don't have to stand here and have a fireman sit here for eight hours and then you sit with the three million dollars and they're walking around going, I'm busting my bed for the lousy three million. These guys, they give you the money gladly. How long have you had that? Anyway, uh, you don't got enough. You don't have enough trouble. Now you got a twitch. Man sitting there like a Jew whale and he's twitching. There's the old buddy, Ed McMahon. Every night he gets up in the morning and punches Johnny Carson's picture. How you doing, big guy? Good, Don. You're I look good. at your trailer, the booze is running down the stairs. We used to drink together. You, you didn't do that. You were busy chasing broads. Anyway, uh, you folks don't know this guy. When he was with Dean Rest his Soul, this man was in heat 24 hours a day. That's why I got the bad back and everything. Sliding off those broads all the time. Boom. <laughs> Just smiling at that. 
It was so big once. It's a funny business how you wind up an announcer for the heavy Jew sitting over here for cut out. Well, I know you've been sick and all, but it's a good gimmick. Hey, Telethon, you know, every year it comes out the same with the tuxedo and the, and the gum and the licorice and the makes someone happy. So he comes out here like a fat guy with no tie, bum, 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 and a mercy mission. And it's a good gimmick. It's, it's catching on. But God bless, you're going to be well. I swear to God. Sit on the boat with the wife and the kid, you know, and you have that new wonderful child. How old is the child now? Eleven. Yeah, that's... What's the other one in Illinois? <laughs> he drops them by a train station. He's got five sons that are sitting home now going, where's the check? <laughs> the hell with the telethon. We need a check. You know, I don't think that's uh, far off because I don't believe Jerry Lewis left his kids any money. Oh, really? I think his youngest, he had, a, he had another kid with his, uh, his last wife that he had, but I don't think his boys got anything. Wow. Which is crazy. Yeah. Him. So yeah. it's one of those good guys on stage, mm, a little challenging off stage. He was given the prestigious Gene Herschel Humanitarian Award by the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences in 2009. His last telethon, believe it or not, was 12 years ago. It was in 2010, uh, although he, he remained pretty invested in the organization. And for more on the MDA, and if you want to donate, visit MDA.org.